Welcome to Explore Radio. I'm Jeff St. Clair. How do you measure the value of something that's free? It's a challenge for economists who study the economic impact of the Internet revolution. In this week's Explore Radio, we look at research that puts a price on your network of virtual friends. How much would someone need to pay you to stop using Facebook? That's the question Kenyan College economics professor Jay Corgan and his colleagues posed to several groups of Facebook users. We asked everybody to name the price that they would be willing to accept to give up Facebook for as little as a day, as much as a week, or even a year, with the understanding that the lowest bidder would actually deactivate their account and they would actually be paid for deactivating it. In other words, whoever wins the auction will be paid to give up Facebook. Corrigan isn't doing it because he hates the social platform. The experiment is a real-life measure of consumer surplus. It's the difference between the most you'd be willing to pay for something and what you actually pay for it. So if you paid $8 for a normally $10 bottle of, say, shampoo, the consumer surplus is $2. Yay, you win. With free services that people love, the consumer surplus is obviously enormous. And Corrigan wanted to put a number on it. He and his colleagues held auctions at Kenyon College in Lansing, Michigan, and with a nationwide group of Facebook users, around 2,000 people in all, to test how much it would cost to give it up. They used a sort of reverse auction. Corrigan calls it second price sealed bid auction. Basically, the lowest bidder wins, but they get paid the next highest bid. It's used quite widely, as it turns out, among economists who are trying to put values on new products and uh, new services. So when it comes to the price for giving up Facebook, our hope then is that people will simply tell us the truth. And the results? What we find is that uh, people are consistently demanding more than $1,000 a year on average to give up Facebook. That sounds about right to Ann Lang. It might be more than that. She uses Facebook to connect with students at a small yoga studio in Kent. It would have to be, I think, $1,500 or $2,000 worth of advertising. Don't tell Facebook I said that because I don't want to pay. <laughs> I don't want to pay for it. She also works on commission as a dance teacher. And Lang, like a lot of people in the gig economy, says she couldn't survive without a Facebook presence. I really don't know how else you'd reach your students. Kenyan researcher Jay Corrigan found that people who use Facebook for its original purpose, posting family photos and keeping up with high school friends, don't value it as much as people who use it for business. People are realtors or insurance salespeople, and they're using Facebook to create connections with new potential customers and to maintain the relationships that they have. What this means for Corrigan is that despite scandals, Senate hearings, and a steep stock price plunge, Facebook still holds a lot of value for its 2.2 billion users. He's hesitant to extrapolate that $1,000 per year figure. But I think that it's safe to say that it's generating many hundreds of billions of dollars worth of value for its users worldwide. The thing is, Corrigan is not really that interested in social media. He's interested in how a free service contributes to the overall economy. What he's found is that in the Internet age, improvements in our standard of living have actually slowed. There's ample evidence that computers, and by extension the Internet and social networks, are changing the way we live. They seem to be changing everything we do. But there's very little evidence that they're having any impact on income or people's productivity at work. Corrigan says the hundreds of billions of dollars of value from Facebook doesn't show up in economic measures like GDP, It doesn't provide many jobs. It's part of a different economic bargain. These services aren't 
really free. There is no out-of-pocket cost, true, but there is some price that we're paying in terms of our own privacy. An exchange in which we are not the purchaser, we're the product. I'm Jeff St. Clair with this week's Explore Radio. To find out more about this and other Explore Radio topics, search Explore Radio online at wksu.org.